All right, let's take our Bibles here tonight and let's turn to the book of Proverbs. And again, we're going to consider some thoughts from Proverbs along the lines of character here tonight. And uh, you'll see kind of a theme in the first 14 verses. In fact, I believe throughout the whole chapter of Proverbs chapter 12 that deals with the subject of character. It mentions specifically a virtuous woman there in verse number four. And it mentions, again, the difference between good character or poor character. And, uh, and so we want to consider some thoughts on that here tonight. And so I'm going to go ahead and have us read together Proverbs chapter 12, starting in verse number one. And we'll read down to verse number 14 here tonight. Proverbs chapter 12, verse number one, it says, Whoso loveth uh, instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she uh, that maketh ashamed is rottenness to his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceit. The words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are not, but the house of the righteous shall stand. A man shall be commended according to his wisdom, but he that is perverse of a perverse heart shall be despised. He that is despised and hath a servant is better than he uh, than sorry better than he that honoreth himself and lacketh bread. A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He that tilleth the land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. The wicked desireth the uh, desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. A man should be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. Tonight I want to bring a message simply entitled, Character Counts. Let's pray before we begin here tonight. Father, thank you again uh, for this time that we can meet and help us, Lord, by your grace and by your help to uh, look into the subject of character and help us to understand how character affects us and it also affects other people. Help us to see that good character is something that we need to embrace and seek to follow and we need to shun poor or bad character that can be a hard uh, hurt to us and again, certainly a trouble to us. Again, bless this time as we meet again here tonight. Help the word of God to be a blessing to each here. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Brother Lang was assigned the subject of character during camp. And he, again, came out with some suggestions on how to build character in, in, in an individual's life. And I think those thoughts were good. I'm not going to repeat any of them at all here tonight. But I do believe character is important and character can be built, and character is, again, something that can make a difference in someone's life. And so as we think about character counts, character does make a difference. 
Again, the way we act, the way we think, the way we talk, all affect other people and also affect our lives. The Proverbs 12, we see again, the writer here, again, uh, consider some thoughts on character and we'll consider some of those thoughts here tonight. In verse number four, he mentions the character of a virtuous woman. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. So we see again the Bible talk about the character of a woman. She can be virtuous. And again, we also see in verse number eight, it mentions there, a man shall be commended according to his wisdom. But he that is a perverse heart shall be despised. And so a person will be commended according to their wisdom, their character, maybe their love, their understanding, whatever it might be. And so the Bible speaks of this subject specifically in this portion of Scripture. In verse 14, it said, A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand should be rendered unto him. And so again, what we do and what we are will affect our life. Character has been explained to be what we are and again, I believe, again, that to be true. It's not only what we are, but is what, again, qualities we have that are like Christ or not like Christ. Again, character can be uh, good or bad. And on one side, you have diligence. On the other side, you have laziness. And certainly, again, you have different kinds of character that all of us can be involved with. And so I want to just consider here some principles from character found here in Romans chapter 12. And so we'll start out with verse number one, Romans chapter 12 and verse number one, where I want to say that we, we should seek to be a friend and lover of good character. We should seek to be a friend and lover of good character. Again, it doesn't say this exactly, but it does say this. In verse number one, it says, Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. But he that hateth reproof, is brutish. And so we should be a friend and lover of that which is good. Here we see in the Bible it mentions this person writing and saying, Whoso loveth instruction also loveth knowledge. And so we see again, character normally uh, goes along the same line. A teachable person loves knowledge, a teachable person loves instruction person that doesn't like reproof or correction, the Bible says there in verse number two, is brutish. He's like, or she's like, a beast. A beast, a lot of times, is known to be, at least certain beasts, again, animals, if you would, are known to be sometimes brutish in character, hard-hearted, not easy to, again, deal with. We think about a stubborn mule or a brute beast. They're not apt to change. And not to take easily instruction. Again, if some animal is to be taught, they must be taught when they're young. And so we see in the Bible that we should be, I believe, a lover of instruction, a lover of knowledge, and uh, not someone that hateth reproof. Let's back up there to Proverbs chapter 2. Thoughts on instruction, thoughts on knowledge, wisdom, all those kinds of things are repeated over and over again here in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 2, verse number 10 and verse number 11, it says, When wisdom entereth into thy heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, and understanding shall keep thee. And so if we take in 
knowledge and we find ourselves to have discretion, these things can be a help to us. They can preserve us and keep us. Again, when it comes to relationships, character is important. Character counts. Again, if someone is to learn anything, they need to be open to instruction, open to correction, open to rebuke, and open to the wisdom of God. We should strive to be teachable. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 119. There's a good uh, few verses here in a row here in Psalm 119 that I want to consider here when it comes to this thing of instruction and also knowledge. Where is our knowledge? Where does our instruction come from? Where does the writer of this particular passage of Scripture get his knowledge from? You'll find here in the Scripture his knowledge comes from God and from the truth. Notice his love for instruction, his love for knowledge here. In verse number 97, Psalm 119, verse 97, it says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. This writer, what does he think about during the day? He thinks about the law. He thinks about the word of God. Verse 48, Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more, more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. goes on in verse 101. It says, I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. You say, what does this writer here of Psalm 119 focus on? Well, the Bible says, it mentions there, verse number 97, it says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. And then you see in the Bible here, as again, it goes on there that he mentions here, and I don't think this is anything to, that mentions makes him proud or whatever. It says in verse number uh, 98, he is wiser than his enemies. Because he's taking heed to the word of God and he's focusing on the word of God. And the Bible also goes on that he now is in a situation, verse 99, where it says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. He's taught a lot. Now he knows more than those who taught him. And he goes on there and says that he even is in a position where he is more of, more of understanding than the ancients. Verse number 100, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. You know, he learns about them, but he practices though. Again, in Psalm 119, we see someone who embraces the word of God. He is now in a position where he is wiser than his teachers. He has understanding more than many of the elders. You say, how did he get there? He got there through loving instruction, loving knowledge, listening to his teachers, loving wisdom, embracing them, retaining them, seeking to, again, not only understand them, but I'm sure he's in a position where now, as you see in the Word of God, he's now teaching instructing us concerning the word of God and the things of the Lord. You can find people in the Bible and throughout history that excelled their teachers or their mentors. In some ways, I believe Paul excelled past Barnabas, though Barnabas started as a mentor. 
Again, a, two, a true teacher wants for their students to surpass them, to excel, to be able to have more than they have. And so I want to say when it comes to character, be a friend and lover of instruction and knowledge. It'll prepare you for life and prepare you, as the Bible even mentions there, to be wiser than your enemies, verse number 28. <coughs> we need to be wiser. We all need to be wise. We all need to grow in wisdom and knowledge of Jesus Christ and the wisdom of the Scripture. And in order to be able to do this, we need to focus on the Word of God, which it says there in verse number 97. But we need, first of all, to be a friend of character. Let me say, secondly, as you turn back to Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 2, we need to show good character to find grace. And the favor of God. Now, someone might say, well, it's kind of an exchange thing there. Then it's not really grace and it's not favor. I don't know exactly how this works out, but I do know this. If you show forth good character, you'll find the grace and favor of God. The Bible says that in verse number two. It says, a, man, a good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he, that is God, condemn. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord. A good man is known for his charity, his generosity, his mercy, his diligence, his character. Good woman known of the same things. And through these things, they find the grace and favor of God. Again, uh, if you're taking notes, I'm not going to have us go there, but we could look back at Jacob. His diligence and work led to the favor of God. We could go back and look at Joseph. We would see the same thing. God blessed him for his work and his labor that he was involved with. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 6, but we also see here, and again, I just wanted to take note of, again, this one person. Again, there's so many different persons that showed character, and uh, God blessed them as a result of their character. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 6 through verse number 8, it says, And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So he found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And these are the generations of Noah. Noah is a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. It goes on and says a number of things, but it mentions his character. It mentions he was just. He was perfect. He walked with God. And he found grace. I don't have to try to make this up, but if you show forth good character, you'll find grace. We could go and look at Ruth in the Bible. Didn't she find the grace of God? Didn't she find the favor of God? Didn't she find the protection of God and the help of God? She sure did. As she showed forth good character and trying to take care of her mother-in-law, trying to be a caring person to her mother-in-law and seeking due diligently to be industrious and a worker. And she was rewarded for this. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 9. But on the flip side, it says, but a man of wicked devices will he, that is God, condemn. Psalm chapter 9, verse number 15. The world may not condemn a man of wicked devices. They may praise that man for what he does or how rich he is or how important he may be or whatever it might be. But we see here that God, again here, condemns 
the wicked man for his wicked devices, his poor character, his poor conduct. Psalm chapter 9, in verse number 15, the Bible says, The heathen are sunk down in the pit. They are made in the net that they hid. Is their own foot taken? The Lord is known by judgment, verse 16, which he executed. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Hagan, Selah. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Verse 15, the Bible says, the heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made. We use those words, they made their bed, they're going to lie in it. Again, when it comes to character, it may, it'll be a place that we'll find grace and favor, or we might find, again, the condemnation of God. Let's turn back to Proverbs chapter 12. Again, we read on here in verse number 3 and 4, we read about how character affects the family. And certainly good character affects the family and bad character affects the family. Character certainly does count. Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 3 and verse number 4, it says, A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. A virtuous woman is the crown, oh sorry, is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh shame is rottenness to his bones. Our character affects others. Here in verse number four, we see the character of a wife or woman will affect her husband. She is either a crown to her husband, or she may be in a position where she is a hurt or harm to her husband, where it mentions there in the last part of verse, she maketh ashamed is rottenness to his bone. A virtuous woman, a virtuous mother, a virtuous father, a valiant man certainly will affect others around him or her. A woman that's helpful, beneficial, faithful, and godly will be a blessing to any family. Let's turn to Psalm 112, if you would. Psalm 112. Again, we could go back to the book of Ruth again. We won't tonight here, but Boaz in the book of Ruth is a man who married a Moabite gal. And someone would say, red flag, red flag, a Moabite gal. Well, she wasn't the average Moabite gal. She's a gal who left her old faith system, embraced a new faith system, believed on God, was faithful to God, and again, was blessed in following God. And she ended up marrying Boaz as a result of these things, and they, in a sense, they would say sometimes they live happily ever after, at least from what we can see in the Bible. I don't know if there was any big bumps in the road or troubles that came their way. Certainly there is in a lot of relationships and families. But you see in both of them virtue, virtue in Boaz and virtue in Ruth. And these led to a blessing for both of them. Psalm 112, verse number 1 and verse number 2, it says, Praise ye the Lord, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. His righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in darkness. He is gracious, full of compassion, and righteous. There you see his character 
A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He guideth his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. Goes on and says, He hath dispersed, he hath given the poor, his righteousness endureth forever. You see this guy is a man of character. Through his character, he blesses his family after him. Verse number two, it says, His seed shall be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. His walk in Christ-like character will bless not only his household, but I believe the generation to come. And so we see character, good or poor, affects the family. Turn back there to Proverbs chapter 12. You see again here in Proverbs chapter 12 where it mentions a virtuous woman being a crown to her husband. She is a jewel or a gem of a lady. And as such, she enhances his life. She blesses his life. I say this to young people here today. Looks, cuteness, handsomeness, whatever it might be, will someday fade away. May not fade away as much in some as others, but I'll say this, good character is what you should be looking for if you're looking to get married someday. Christ-like character. Again, character that is good and right. Again, the Bible mentions the virtuous woman. In Matthew, Henry defines this character as being prudent, ingenious, Industrious. I thought that was pretty good. Prudent, ingenious, and industrious. Again, if you read Proverbs chapter 31, I think these things could be found there in the Word of God. A virtuous woman is prudent, ingenious, and industrious, but a, a woman of poor character, which is mentioned here at the end of the verse there, she maketh the same as rottenness to his bones. Her character affects him. He wrote of the poor-charactered woman. She is slothful, wasteful, and wanton. Slothful, wasteful, and wanton. Again, you can look up those kinds of characters, slothful, wasteful, and wanton, and you'll find them to be character that you don't want, certainly as a woman or as a man. And so we find a poor character being helpful. In fact, it says in verse number seven, it says, the wicked are overthrown and are not, but the house of the righteous shall stand. The house of the righteous is going to stand. The house of the wicked is going to be overthrown. It's going to fall. And so follow good character. And again, be a person of good character. It'll be a blessing, a gem in the home or help in the home as it mentions here in Proverbs chapter 14. I'm going to move on to verse number 8. just want to skip through a few verses there. If you would follow along with me, verse number 8, it says, A man shall be commended according to his wisdom, but he that is perverse in heart shall be despised. And so I want to say here, fourthly, concerning character, character counts. Again, showing good character will lend to commendation or praise. The Bible says that, and this verse says, as a man shall be commended according to his wisdom. Want to be commended? You should be commended, and we should commend our children according to their character. 
but he that is perverse shall be despised. Again, showing good character should lead and will lead to commendation. It will lead to promotion. It will lead to praise. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16. An example of this we see in the Word of God. There are certainly a lot of good examples there in the Word of God we can consider, but I think, again, a good example here is found in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 16 through verse number 18, where we find a servant sent out to seek a, name, a, a, a person by the name of David. And the reason he was being sought out was because of his character. And also, I believe, because of what he could do, what he could perform or provide for the king. And so let's just read through a few verses here in uh, Proverbs, uh, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 16 for, through verse number 18. The Bible says, Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player of the harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servant, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite that is a cunning in playing and a mighty valiant man and a man of war and prudent in matters and a comely person and the Lord is with them. There's a lot said there and I'm not going to look at again these things but it mentions here in verse number 18 of David he was a valiant man. I think of men, we think of their characters being valiant or not valiant. When we think of women in general, we think of them being virtuous or not virtuous. The Bible says of this servant, he knew this son of Jesse, this David, to be one who could cunningly play. He was mighty, valiant man. He was a mighty man of war. He's prudent in matters, comely as a person. And the Lord was with them. So he was fetched. He was brought before the king to help the king and to help Saul and to play the harp and to play music to him, to soothe his soul. Again, you see the character of David. He was a man of good character. He certainly wasn't perfect in character. We certainly can consider where he fell off the log. So, uh, again, in, in character and uh, at times. But uh, let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse number 30. Again, when we think about character, it's what we are, it's what others see, it's what we really are as far as our life is concerned. When it came to David, he had good character and uh, certainly was called to be in a place where he could be a help and blessing to others, and he was. First Samuel chapter 18, verse number 30, the Bible says, Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it came to pass, after they went, that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was much set by. Why did people know who David was? The Bible says because of his behavior, his wise behavior before the king. Your behavior, my behavior, our character will be commended or praised if it's good and right. But you also see 
and not being praised if it is bad or poor or wrong. You turn back to our text there in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 8, it says, A man that shall be commended according to his wisdom, but he that is perverse, see, he that is, sorry, is of a perverse heart shall be despised. Commended or praised or despised. Certainly, I would guess each one of us would want to be commended for our character. Again, we are sometimes as parents commended and our children are commended for the wealth, their good behavior, for their helpful behavior, for their loyal behavior, for their faithful behavior, whatever it might be. Again, we should strive to please the Lord with our character. Jesus, bless the Lord through his character. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 3. I just want to look at this. His character blessed the Father. And again, someone says, oh, that's kind of unusual. The Father and the Son, they're the same. I, I get that. But yet they are somewhat different. And again, to try to explain that, it's not something I'm going to try to do. I, I think that's very difficult to try to do. But uh, we find here in Matthew chapter 3 and, and verse number 13 and following that Jesus decided to get baptized. As a result of that, his father spoke from heaven concerning what he had done. And uh, let's look here in uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 3, verse number 13. It says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. So he traveled some 60, 70 miles, we, we believe, from Galilee to Jordan. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer to be so, for thus it behooved us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. There's certainly many reasons why God may have said this, but I believe, again, the reason he said this is because of his obedience. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I'm pleased with what he's done. We can expect to be pleased or praised or commended for our good character. But we can also be expect in some ways maybe to be reprimanded or be in a position where we do not find praise when we uh, show forth poor character. Let's turn back to Proverbs chapter 12. I'm going to look at, fifthly, another, again, thing that I want to consider on a character counts. Uh, good character teaches us not to mistreat animals. Now, this is maybe just kind of a small point. Uh, Some could ignore it or whatever. But again, I just want to just spend a little time here. You know, if you meet someone and they seem to be a real nice person, whatever it might be, it might be a good idea to maybe ask them about the treatment of animals. Now, I'm not saying, again, it says a whole lot about them, but the Bible seems to indicate it does say something about a person's character when it comes to animals. And not, I'm not saying, you know, he's got to be someone who pets everything and whatever, if you like animals or that sort of thing. But notice here in the Bible what the Bible says about the treatment of animals and the righteous man or the saved man, how he treats uh, his particular beast. It says, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. 
Again, our, our care for animals, our consideration of animals has something to do with our character within. We ought to, as I believe the Bible would teach us to do, to take care of our horses if we had one, or oxen if we had one, or cows if we had one. Any burden that would be a blessing to us, we should seek to take care of them and certainly consider them and be kind to them. They treat us nice, we treat them well too. Certainly there are animals to be eaten, and I totally get that. And so, again, I know the Gables sometimes tease about eating Betsy the cow or whatever, or whatever the pig or whatever it might be. And certainly animals are to be eaten, and there's nothing to be refused. The Bible mentions that in the New Testament. Let's turn to Numbers chapter 22. The behavior of a person when it comes to animals may show you something about their character. Their treatment of their mother and father, and again, I just mentioned this, I, I've had more than one person tell me they should have, it was a red flag because of the treatment of their mother and father that uh, kind of gave away their character. Again, Numbers chapter 22, and I'm not saying, again, that everybody treats their mother and father perfectly. I didn't treat my mother and father perfectly or well. But again, I think it says something about their character. Numbers chapter 22, and verse number 20, the Bible says, And God came to Balaam at night and said unto him, If the men come up and call thee to rise up and go, and go with them, but yet the word which I shall say unto thee, thou shalt do. So God says, hey, Balaam, and again, he's talking to a prophet there. If, if some men tell you to go and do this, then go and do it. But you notice in verse number 21, it says, And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. And, the, and God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass and his two servants were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and a sword drawn in his hand and the ass turned aside as out of the way and went into the field and Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards and a wall being on the other side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw that the angel of the Lord uh, she thrust herself onto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote her again. I have this circle in my Bible. In verse number 23, the word smote. In verse number 25, the word smote. It says, And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place. What was the way to turn either to the right hand or the left? And when the ass saw that the angel of the Lord uh, she fell upon Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with his staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and he said unto uh, Balaam, What have I done unto thee, that thou hast smitten me these three times? And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would have, would there were a sword in my hand, for now would I kill thee. And the ass said to Balaam, Am I thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden ever, since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever want to do so unto thee? 
And he said, nay. Did this animal ever try to kill him or hurt him? No, never did. Was this animal again kind to him and considerate to him and was again a help to him? Certainly was. By him getting out of the way, he was seeking to spare his master, if you would. In verse 31, it says, Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. He bowed down his face, uh, down his head, and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said unto, Whereunto thou hast spent thine ass these three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee, because thy way was perverse before me. And the ass saw me and turned from me these three times, unless she had turned from me, surely now also I had slain thee and saved her alive. Again, that's an interesting story in the Bible, and again, we could look at it more, but Balaam was protected by his animal. But yet he beat his animal. He certainly didn't treat his animal well. God is concerned about the treatment of animals, beasts of burdens, and that sort of thing. And even in this passage of Scripture, to have this animal speak is incredible for us to see. But it teaches us a lesson we should treat our animals right. Many an animal has saved the life of their master. There are certainly many different stories one could tell about that. Let's turn back to Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 10. So the treatment of animals we should treat, especially I'm sure that animal that might be a help to you. Again, maybe a dog, it may be a cow, it may be a horse, it might be an oxen, it might be a sheep, whatever it might be. But we should care for them, certainly not hurt or harm them or beat them in a bad way as we see Balaam doing. Proverbs 12 verse 10 says, The righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. And then finally, I want to point out under character counts that character, good character, will lead to God's provision. We see that in verse number 11 through verse number 14. The Bible says, He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. The wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. The wicked is snared in the transgressions of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. We see here in the Bible, character does count because character leads to God's provision. It mentions God's provision through tilling will lead to bread there in verse number 11. God's provision through for living a righteous or right life, in verse number 12, will lead to yielding of fruit. We see in verse number 13 that good character will lead to us even getting out of trouble. Verse number 13, the wicked is snared by the transgression of the lips, but the just man cometh out of trouble. A just man, a man of character, or a woman of character can be Help through the words of her lips, or the words of his lips. Let's turn over to Proverbs chapter 15. Again, simply said, we can be helped or provided, protected through good character. Find ourselves again in a position of hurt or harm when it comes to poor character. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, it says, A soft answer 
turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So again, if we use the right words, soft words, in a situation maybe where there's a volatile situation, it can turn away wrath or anger. And so good character can help us or help even others out of trouble. And then you see verse number 14, we'll go back there quickly. Verse number 14 of Proverbs chapter 12, it says there, A good man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. By your mouth or through your hands, you'll be recompensed or given things, benefited through the use of your hands or the words of your mouth. Some people are better sometimes with their hands. Some people are better with their mouth. And so some might teach. Some might be in a position where they are a position where they may use their mouth to help other people. Others might be in a position where they help with their hands. But both benefit the same. They were recompensed and rendered a due reward for their labor. And so we see some things on character here tonight. We'll go back to our first verse there. And consider the fact that character counts. Seek to be a lover of instruction, a lover of knowledge. Don't seek to be brutish. Don't be in a position where you, again, hate reproof or hate correction. Be in a position where you show forth good character. It will lead to grace and favor in your life. Verse number two mentions that. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. Good character will bless your family like the virtuous woman blesses her husband. And certainly poor character will hurt or harm. Your family can even hurt somebody else's health as it mentions their rottenness to the bones. Again, showing good character can lead to accommodation, a recommendation, promotion, praise. Verse number eight, it says there, a man shall be commended according to his wisdom, but he that is perverse and heart shall be despised. Good character teaches us not to mistreat animals, especially our own, as verse number 10 mentions. And good character also lead to God's provision, as it mentions there in the last few verses that we just looked at. Verse number 11, He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that follow vain person is void of understanding. Choose the way of character, it will count. It will make a difference in your life and the lives of other people. Let's close as we consider the word of God here tonight.